Amen. 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 Did I miss hearing this? <laughs>Um, haven't been able to find a steady job and I'm, I'm paying for, for school, um, paying for a house and I'm going to start paying for groceries. And I was telling Ross, I was like, this is where, you know, this is where I, I anchor in the Lord, you know, the, the provider of all Jehovah Jireh, who is enough for me and the provider of everything in my life. Like, this is where I anchor into him, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and yeah, you know, and he, he will provide, you know, he's a well of living water, you know, that yeah. never runs empty, never runs dry. Yeah. And so go. let's yeah. go. Yeah, and through that, you had mentioned like some anxiousness that, that has come up throughout it, and it triggered me, not like the way that culture uses triggered, but it just like kind of kind of got me thinking. Um, I had, so for, for, for many people who don't know uh, a, a whole lot of my story or have never heard it, um, about in 2019, up in July was when I when I gave my life to the Lord. But for the seven months prior to that, I had a panic attack every single day for seven months. And then even before that, it was 2015 fall, September, 2015 when I first, when I, when I experienced my first one and then I was anxious like continually for probably the last eight years now, I guess, cause it's 2015. So almost going on eight years, like I've just, I've just had anxiety. Um, and, and then, most, and then sometimes panic attacks, except for that seven-month stretch where it was every single day. 
And and then there was a moment where I came home. My dad was out of town. I was living with my parents still. Uh, dad was out of town. Mom was about to leave to go to Fort Wayne here in Indiana. And she was going to visit her sister. And she said, right, I'm about to leave. She was about to leave in like 10, 15 minutes or whatever. And I was still kind of doing my panic attacks. But she she had left. She was about to leave. And uh, I would like walk in my room and I just hear this voice that said, that just said, when she leaves, you're going to kill yourself. And I was like, like I, I, I lost control. I was like, no, 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 no. Like I was fighting. I was like, no, 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 no. Like, I don't want that. And, but I just felt like I had no control over my body and, and I couldn't even talk. I just started bawling. Like I was just weeping and my mom had no idea what was going on. She ended up not leaving. She was just prayed over me. And for about 10 minutes and then, and then it just, and then just left as, as about as quick as it came. And, um, it was a, that was a demonic, uh, spirit that was, that was there that day. And, um, and just a precursor for those who may be like, what's this episode going to be like? Uh, we have no idea like usual, never we never know but but we talk about we talk <laughs> about spirits uh talk about holy spirit and there's demonic spirits as well and if we don't recognize them we how are you supposed to call them out when they attack uh so that's just for for foreshadowing i guess where we're going but and then 10 days later was the day that i went to Devin. i said bro i'm living well, like we're living our life wrong i don't like you want to do this together type of thing and uh so we were accountability partners and we just gave our lives to the Lord and started living our lives for, for him. And, and that was 10 days after that incident, Satan knew what was coming. I had no idea what was coming. God knew what was coming and he, he persevered and he won, he won that day and, uh, he, he wins every day really. But I say all that to, to preface with where I'm going. So last night we had our first Wednesday worship. We have every first Wednesday of the month. We, all of our campuses come together and, we do worship and a, and a word of exhortation of some sort and uh, just get together, get the, with the body of Christ and just, just worship God. Um, and I love first Wednesdays. Like they're, they're like, I just love them. I, I love worship and I'm sitting in the front row where I usually stand and there were, we're about two songs in and I just still haven't really fully entered into worship. And I'm like, something's holding me back. Like I can't, I can't get a grip. So I walk out and I just start getting super anxious, like not panic attack mode, but like super anxious, like on the verge of panic attack. My chest starts getting tight. I get a little numb, little, little dazed and confused. I, I can't really understand what's going on. Um, and, and I start getting like real warm and like t- kind of tingly and, and I, I know what it is. And I know it, it is not of Christ and I know what is true and I know what is live. But even in that moment, like it's, it's hard to, to go and go and go and go. And I say all this to say, I, I, I reached out to, um, so I'm a campus pastor in Pendleton. I reached out to our campus pastor in Fishers and I said, Hey, can you come talk to me? Or can I talk to you? So he came, we came in the hall, basically all the first Wednesday, we just talked and, uh, I've just shared kind of what I've shared with, with you guys thus far, but what we, we ended up talking more and more about it. And, um, 
I started talking about as men, what women don't realize is as men, uh, we carry a lot of weight. There's a lot of weights that we carry that, that women just don't know. Like women have their own weights that we as men don't know either, but men have weights and I'm not trying to compare the two, but men have weights that women have no idea that they carry. They carry a lot of, a lot of weight, a lot of pressure in their lives. I said, imagine, I tell Derek, I said, imagine, I said, you get it. I said, imagine carrying that weight every single day, which is just normal for men. And then add anxiety on top of it because probably five or six out of seven days of the week, I have anxiety. And he said, he's like, well, dude, I've only experienced anxiety like three times and it sucked every time. So I don't know how you do it. I said, well, I don't know either, but I, I, I do know. I mean, it's the, it's the Lord, like it's the power of the Holy Spirit. Cause when the anxiety comes like, and it's small, it's futile. Like I just call, I rebuke it. I, and I just, and I step into the spirit. I, I, I have that armor of God on and I'm fighting. Um, there are days where I'd be screaming at the top of my lungs at, at Satan and his minions that are that are coming to attack and to steal, to kill, destroy. And but last night it was well not one of those days and I just I just was I, I was like, dude, I had to I had to reach out. Like I I didn't know what to do. He said, Do you feel like you lack authority because you are exhausted from fighting this daily. Mm. And I said, I've never thought of that, but now that you say that, yes. Mm. Like I fight it so often that it just seems like it I I I said I said it seems like I can't win, I can't shake it, mm. and I just keep losing. Right. And he says, well, I said I get that. He said, but you still have the authority in the name of Jesus. And one thing I want to point out to you, Ross is what you just said. You said, I can't win, I can't shake it, and you keep losing. He said, you don't realize, and I know, I t- and it's funny, it convicted me because this is what I tell people all the time. Right. I tell them to check their words because of things they're saying over themselves or to themselves or other, over other people, whether they're in the room or not. And I I was saying, I can't win, I can't shake it, and I and I can't, and I and I just keep losing. And... He said, by you saying you can't, you've given the demonic spirit yeah. authority over over this portion of your life. And I was like, oh, shoot. I said, dude, I tell people all the time to check how they're talking to themselves. And here I am. And, and I even check myself a lot of time. But this is an area that I never thought about. And he said, he said he wanted to tell me a story. So he, he told me a story. He said, when he was 19, and he's 30. Uh, I was like, he's like 34, 35. He's, he's younger. Um, so when I was 19, he loves deliverance ministries. Like he, he's a big deliverance ministry type of guy. Nine, he should be. In 19 in Castleton yeah. here in Indianapolis. There's a gal, young gal, young adult female that is, is, is just bound by the spirit. And he goes, he goes to free her, he goes to deliver her from the spirit. Cause her, her mom calls him. So they go and he comes in. He, she, she cracks the door a little bit. He just bangs on the door. He says, we're going to deliver her bangs on the door. She's standing there saying, you can't come in. You can't come in. And she's holding her phone with the calculator open. She says, I'm going to call 911. I'm going to call 911. And Derek goes, 
he sees that it's on the calculator. He says, okay, go right ahead. You're on the calculator. You don't even know what you're doing right now. And in that moment, her head tilted, shifted to the side, like, like all crooked, and said, thank you for giving me permission. Flips to the phone, dials 911, and as it's ringing, stares at Derek right in the face with a big grin on this girl's face that this is the demonic spirit right, talking right. and says, I'm going to drag this girl to hell with me because you gave me permission. And now I have the authority. And in that moment, so anyway, she ended up being freed, was delivered. Uh, but in that moment, Derek learned a lesson of the, the words that we speak to people, to ourselves, when we are, when we, even when we're not in a battle, like the, the words we speak, the power of words. And he said, so he's like, I just want to share that with you. Just kind of let you know, like, this is like, this is real. And you got to be careful with what you're saying. I was like, oh shoot. Okay. So I started just kind of saying, I can, I, yeah. I can, I will, I can break free. I can shake loose. I will be free. He has already won. This is not my battle. And Satan, you listen, and you are under the authority and headship of Christ, even still. And I just, you're talking about anxiousness and stuff. And I was like, ah, we could do, I could dive into it even more because this is what's crazy. So, you know about soul ties, right? Yeah. Okay. So, you know, uh, soul ties come from uh, impurity, basically, anything out of, outside of marriage. And with my past, I had a lot of soul ties. Mm. There was one, I had a girlfriend in high school going into college and we slept together and, um, she experienced panic attacks pretty, pretty regular. I never knew what they were. I never experienced I didn't know anything about it. And she ended up cheating on me. We break up right after we break up. She, like, I still had the soul tie obviously. And she, and I, so then I started experiencing anxiety. Mm. I had my first panic attack. And I'm like, what the heck? And it wasn't until in the last month, like today, like of this di- of this day, uh, over the last month, where the Lord's kind of bring bringing it up, like, hey, I've been trying to just find out where did my panic attacks start? Like, why did they start? Like, why did my anxiety start? Because I wasn't always anxiety ridden, and and it just kept coming up. It was it was this relationship. It was this relationship. Mm. So now I'm like, okay. I thought I broke the soul tie already, but I'm going to go through it again. I'm going to break the soul tie. And in the name of Jesus, I, de- I declare the soul tie broken. Mm. The, 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 the demonic spirit that has clinged to me through that relationship is no longer welcome. And, and you have no authority over me. And just continuing to repeat that over myself, over my life, over, over my, my marriage now. Like with Kelsey, I shared all this with her last night mm. uh, when I got home from first Wednesday. And, uh, and I just like, so, so this is one of those things where we talk about this thing can, you can only be delivered through this by this through prayer and fasting. So now we're fasting and praying for three days and, uh, believing that I will be delivered. And by the time y'all are listening to this, I'll be delivered. Um, and I don't know, uh, I don't know what this speaks to you at all for, for those who are listening, but I know that that there's, there's some people out there that's listening that, that can relate. And I want you to know that, uh, the battle, I understand the, the, the trial, the air, the exhaustion of constantly fighting and feeling like you have gained no ground. 
Um, but fix your thinking, fix your speaking, and declare the victory over yourself, over your life. Because what I said is, I say is, it says, uh, my children, I refuse. My children will not deal with this. The generational curse that could start with me is not going to start with me. It's going to start and end with me. And my children will not live in fear because of me by any means. And we're going to break free from it now. That's why I told Kelson. So she's on board. And and uh, it's just, I don't know. I feel like young adults are so anxiety-ridden and live in a lot of fear a lot of times when I talk with them. So I feel like many of you can relate, but that's a lot that I just threw out there. No, that that was so um, that was so good, and uh, I was literally just talking uh, to Nate and my my friends Nate and Annabelle literally yes or two days ago about this, and how we were kind of mad. We're kind of mad at the American church because not a lot of churches, not every church talks about spiritual warfare like they should. That's good. Like we're, we're, we're talking, we're talking spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare is, is 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 correct me if I'm wrong. Is every day we go through spiritual warfare every day? Uh, yeah. So this is what I tell you. This is what I say. I say, uh, what is spiritual? People ask me, what is spiritual warfare? I say, okay, let's simplify it and not oversimplify it. Let's right. just make it really easy. Right. To understand. Yeah. Yeah. When you when you when you're in a battle. People say you're just in an argument, mm. just a little tiff with your brother, with your sister, with your parents, with your girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, wife, just a little disagreement even. Any battle, and it doesn't have to be with another person, like it could be anything else, like any battle you see in life as spiritual warfare, mm. every battle, if it's a battle, it's warfare. And if it's warfare, it's spiritual. Right. Because Christ, that's all these things that we see of the extent of these battles aren't of Christ. The results of these battles aren't of Christ. So we know it's spiritual warfare. So we have to recognize literally every small thing and big thing is spiritual. Yeah, and that's why I think I was, we were talking about it and we were just mad because we were like, why do churches not talk about spiritual warfare? Well, they just got to get a new church. You know what I mean? That's the thing. And that's the thing. is like, it's like, why is it, or why is it that we touch on it? The pastors say, oh, you will experience spiritual warfare. Next topic. Well, I think that's because churches, a lot of times, even lately, bro, it's just a lot of churches are bowing. Right. They're bowing to, to bail. Right. Uh, they... They're suppressing, not that they're teaching incorrectly, but they're not teaching on things that they should be right? because they don't want, they want to keep their numbers. They don't want to, they don't want to push anybody out, right? Like, things like that. So I'd honestly say it's because of uh, honestly fear Yeah. from that, from that, whoever that lead pastor is, there's fear of man that is allowing them to hold back. And Satan rejoices in those moments because if we don't talk about something, then how are how are our people? How is my flock? If I don't talk about something, how's my flock supposed to know how to deal with it? That's how I look at it. So we we here at Life Church, uh, all of our campuses, honestly, we we're bold. We talk about everything. 
We talk about freaking literally everything. And what what the world calls political, I say is biblical. Mm. A lot of people say, you know, Christian, talk about separation, church and state, like yada, yada. Like it had nothing to do with that. All that means basically is that the state, the government can't declare. They cannot declare one religion right. as, as the main religion. Right. That's it, basically all it was. The church can't come into the state. The state can't come into the church. But if I, as a Christian, with biblical values, biblical worldview, come into a, a place of office, I I can definitely make decisions based off of my biblical values. So, I don't know. There's just a lot of things that uh, the, the voice of the enemy is loud. Right. The voice of the enemy is loud, always. So, it's hard to ignore it. So, when oppositions come within churches, people leave. They're like, these people are like, I don't want my people to leave. Like, right. I don't want people to leave. And it's like, well, and start talking about things. Your church will grow. Right. It's it's just so it's 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 frustrating as as a as a young as a young um, adult pursuing the Lord, and you know, um, wanting to become a, a disciple of the Lord, just like just like how Jesus had his disciples. And this is why it was it was frustrating. I ran across uh, Jesus sends out the twelve apostles in Matthew. Um, he says, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel and proclaim as you go, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. And it's just like, how do I do that? How? How do I do that? How do you do what? Cast out demons? Yeah, how, how do I heal? You know, how do I how do I heal the sick? How do I raise it? How do I cleanse lepers? How do I cast out demons? And like and, and like all those, like I want to be like an apostle. I want to be a disciple. I want to I want to go and be a wrecking ball for Christ. I want to go and wreck Amen. every spiritual warfare. I Amen. when I walk in next time I go to Chicago, I went to Chicago and I've never been so spiritually attacked. I've never felt so uneasy in my life. My spirits never felt so uneasy in my life in Chicago. Amen. And I want to go be a wrecking ball for Christ to call out spirits to to start to start praying over over people over you know over the sick over the confused over the possessed and it's just like so let me ask you this what's up why do you want to because that's what he tells us to do yeah but why do you want to because <laughs> I feel like it's not necessarily it's not necessarily it, I would say it used to be a want I would say it used to be a want it'd be like this is what I want to do. You know what I mean? But now it's just like, this is what we can do with the power of God. It's like, this is what we should be doing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like if you see people, if you see your friends and you, you know, you love your neighbor as you love yourself, you see your neighbor's loss, you see your neighbor's confused, you see your neighbor's hurting. Don't you want to help them? Don't you want to help them get out of what they're dealing with? Yeah. I, I, sure. I, I, I hate, I hate, I, and I told, I told Jalen, Jalen, I love you to death. Hopefully he listens to this, but it was to the point where I, I, I didn't go off on him, but I was like, I'm not mad at you, but I'm mad at whatever the spirit is that has you tied up and is allowing you to Amen. feel this way. And I'm allowed to be mad because I don't like when, I don't like when people or spirits mess with my friends, mess with my family, mess with, you know, people who have so much potential to, to just be free from the binds of, of, of spiritual warfare of, of the worldly and fleshly desires, but yet we still choose to abide in them. That's what makes me upset. Well, that's, I think it's, you said something great. It's like, you're not mad at him, but you're mad at the spirit. And 
what we have to recognize, and dude, I get this all the time, okay? As a pastor and as one who is bold, stands up against all the wickedness that goes on in this world, all the all the demonic spirits that are in this world, we talk about we talk about any sin, any sin at all. But the one that there are many sins people are silent about, but there are there are there's the one obvious one that people rejoice in. Okay? And it's LGBTQ, all the transgender stuff, all the drag stuff, yada yada. Like people, it's not it's not anymore about love and acceptance. It's about hey, you're gonna like we're gonna be silent or we're gonna be loud until you affirm us. And if you don't affirm us, then you're a phobe of some sort. Okay. So, and this is what I, this is where I get into conversations with people because I speak out against it because it is sin, but I speak about, I speak out against all sin. I speak out against pornography. I speak out against lust. I speak out against adultery. I speak out against everything. We speak out against, but the only one that I get kicked, that I get kicked in the teeth back for is when I speak out against that because it's people's lifestyles that are, that are, they're offended. Okay. But here it is. To be able to go out and reach our neighbor and love my neighbor as best I can is to then call them and say, hey, you're living in sin. Mm. You're living a lie. That Who who told you you were gay? Like, it, that's not from Christ. That's not how he created you. And basically what it comes down to is, sure, I may get in arguments with people, whatever. I understand we have different worldviews. And that's on them, but I'm not going to be the reason that they never hear about the love of Jesus. And then you have those believers, also believers who will affirm their sin and tell them that Jesus loves them. Yes, Jesus loves them, but to have a relationship with him, they need to repent from their sin. Mm -hmm. To get to heaven, they need to repent from their sin. You ain't going to get to heaven by continually living in sin and accepting that over your life. Mm -hmm. And here's the deal. And it's not just LGBTQ, guys. It is... It is pornography, it is masturbation, it is lust, it is anger. Like, there are so many other things. But I'm just bringing this up because this is always something, I, the only sin I talk out against that I get kickback from. And here's the deal. You're talking about, uh, you're talking about going to love your neighbor. The best thing you can do for your neighbor to love them is tell them you're facing eternal hell. You're going to be in eternal suffering for the rest of your life because of this decision. And I love you enough to tell you. Everybody else who may call themselves believers, they ain't going to tell you because they don't want to offend you. They don't want to they don't want to burn a bridge or whatever. I love you enough to tell you if a bus is coming to wreck. Let's put it this way. If a bus is coming, a bunch of kids in the road, a bus is coming full speed ahead, about to just run them, run them, run through them, like just take them out. Are you not going to yell at them to tell them? Get out the way. Yeah, because that—that's what it is. Is that—is that we see we see it as like, well, you know, let them have fun. They're having fun. You know, one, they're playing in the street, which they shouldn't do. Eh, but they're having fun. They're having fun. Listen, let them enjoy. Let them enjoy their time. They're having fun. You see the bus coming. Oh, okay. Uh, well, well, the bus isn't here yet. The bus isn't here yet. And who knows? The bus might take a left turn. The bus might not even come down the road. After all, you know what I mean. But uh, eventually, the the bus has. To has to come, but we don't know when that is. So in the meantime, let's just wait. Let's just wait. They're having fun. They're in the street. You know, then lo and behold, then what happens? And you know, like you said, you see the bus coming, and it's like, 
oh, now, okay, okay. Well, now that you guys have already solidified yourself here and you guys have already been having so much fun and we can't take you off the road for anything, of like, well, all of a sudden, okay, well, let's get you off. Let's get you off. No, 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 no. Literally, the bus is coming. Let's get you off the yeah. road. Let's get you off. You're going to get her. Go. You're going to get her. Well, well, you know, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't yeah. make any sense because, one, they're probably playing. That, that's the thing is that you find, you find that sin and the community of that sin is so like that's the thing is that like it's so influential it's 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 so I heard someone say this I heard someone say it's so easy to be gay in the gay community it's so easy because you are so accepted you are so validated sure. you are so spoken into you are so assured like you've never been so assured in your life or something so confusing like you you like and it just like it's just like well I I've been here. And and these are all my friends. We've been and this is perfectly fine. No one, yeah. no one's told us anything else. So we're just enjoying our time here. I mean, that's that's great. I'm glad yeah. you feel loved and accepted. Yeah. However, there's also a reason that in that community is the highest rates of suicide mm -hmm. and depression. Mm. Uh, and it's people say, well, it's because you know Christians like you just hate them. I'm like, no, that ain't it at all. Get mess, miss me with that. All right. Cause I don't hate them. I have, I have no hate towards anybody. Right. And, and it's, it's because what their lifestyle has invited a, a, a demonic spirit. And the, the thing about demonic spirits are they travel in packs. Mm. There's one authority spirit. And then there's usually two or three that come with. So it may be something, but it's going to trigger, it's going to come down and, and, and eventually the reason they face and deal with this is because they're not living in their true identity of the way that Christ made them. So they're continually lost. They're always looking for more affirmation. They're always looking for this or that. And it can be that way with any sin, y'all. But here's the deal. When we go into, you talking about cast out demons and all that, like when we go into it, you have to recognize. You have to recognize. Just like Cam said with, 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 with Jalen. He's not mad at Jalen, but he's mad at the spirit. Mm. I've had this conversation with my wife, Kelsey, where uh, <clears throat> where I'm like, we may get in, into like talking about something, and I'm passionate about fighting against the enemy. And she's, she, she, there have been times where she's like, well, you're, just, like you're, you're upset or angry or frustrated with me. I said, no, I ain't frustrated with you. I'm frustrated with the enemy mm -hmm. because he, for too long now, has been whispering lies into your ear and and to the point where you now believe them and it really pisses me off because they're just lies. They are not of Christ and I refuse to believe that. And so all in all, when we're going out in the world and we're speaking out against things, we're going to face opposition from the spirit. But First uh, Thessalonians 2.2 2 says uh, the spirit... May the Spirit embolden me in my faith as mm -hmm. we face the oppositions in this world. So we're going to face oppositions, but while we face the opposition, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, will embolden me in my faith. Mm -hmm. And and I, I will speak in faith. I will speak in obedience. And we have to recognize that we're not fighting the person at all, right. but we are fighting the Spirit that has latched on to them. And... Uh, I just think that we got to shift our perspective. We got to shift our perspective. And that's the thing. So now it comes down to, 
you know, as as someone as as someone like me who sees someone like Jalen struggling, or as someone like me who is struggling with a a maybe a a, a, a temptation or 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 any other sin, or or I'm really angry or I'm anxious, like you know, Ross and I we're not here to diagnose you with some sort of disorder that has an anxiety, but we're human enough to know that you're human. So you probably have some anxiety in your life. Absolutely. And so, so now it's, it comes to the point where it's like, okay, but, but how do I deal with that? Like you said, I'm so tired of fighting this battle. How, like, you know, you become exhausted cause you fight it every day. You know, how do I deal with that? How do I deal with it? And I, I um, this was like a, a verse um, I worked at and I'll tell you about, I'll tell you about deliverance that I witnessed firsthand. I'll tell yeah. you about that, but it's uh first Thessalonians five. So it's a verse 15 that says, see that no one repays anyone evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and to everyone. So there you go. So if someone's dealing with it, you seek to do good. If you're dealing with something, still seek to do good. Mm-hmm. That, doesn't, that doesn't change. Rejoice always. Yeah, that's a big one. Pray without ceasing. Yep. Be in, I'm talking, listen, <laughs> be in prayer as you go about your day. In the shower, taking out the trash, making my oatmeal this morning looking for the remote to turn on my TV, literally wait, pray without ceasing. I pray as I'm looking for my shoes and your prayers don't always have to be always have to be asking God for something. Yeah. Your prayers are literally just conversations between That's you it. and God. So the, the verse right before rejoice always your prayer could be rejoicing. Mm. You found the television remote. Oh, praise you, Jesus. You're yes, good. That's you, it. You, you found your shoes. Oh God, you are good. Thank you for providing me the ability to be able to find these and, mm. and point me in the right direction. That's it. Lord, thank you. Taking out the trash. Thank you, Lord, for giving me the ability to walk, to be yeah. able to carry these yeah. things, to, to be it. able to to move the way mm-hmm. I move. Yeah. Like, yes, that's steer, so good. To, 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 in order to steer clear, whenever whenever I face whenever I face temptations, I find myself just like when I like so say like I'm I'm at nighttime is when temptation hits, right? Yeah. I say the meanest prayer when I brush my teeth before I lay down. I'm like. Heavenly Father, you know, I just take this time. I invite you in. I invite you into me brushing my teeth so that way you fill me up in this time. So that way, whatever spirit of lust, of temptation, tries to reap over me tonight cannot stand. You know what I mean? Yeah. That when I lay down, the peace that I can't understand, but yet you still give to me and yet I accept it all the time, will join me tonight when I lay down on my bed. Just simple, like, when yeah. you pray without ceasing... That's how you walk in the spirit. And I said to coach and at jam camp, coach T said it was as simple. He said it was this simple. He said, yeah, just walk with him. There you go. That's it. That's it. Just, just walk. If, Ross, if me and you are walking down the street, we're most likely going to have a conversation or two or a handful of them. We might talk the whole time. We might not talk, but I know you're there yeah. and I acknowledge you for being there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Knowing someone's there with you and walk, just walk with him. Yeah, it's good. Just walk. And it says, praise without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will mm-hmm. of God in Christ Jesus for you. There you go. That's what I, I mean. That's, that's I mean, th- this, this is something I will live by. I will live in for a, a while. First Thessalonians 5, verse 15 to 18. And, you know, I got to see you talk about deliverance. And this is just, and I love this podcast because we get to speak like this. And then we get to testify. We get to talk about a witness Amen. that we have. We Let's have to go. see the Lord work. I was at jam, I was at jam camp. Um, for you guys who don't know that, uh, <coughs> sorry, jam camp is Jesus Athletics and Manhood. Um, it's an inner city camp started by Athletes in Action. It's been going on for like six, uh, six seven years, I want to say. I'm not sure. But we had 25 kids. Um, I would say a little over half from Detroit. I would say about uh, from the 25, I'd say like 17, 18 of them from Detroit. The other half is from Dayton. Um, and the kids that we had from Dayton, um, 
from uh, Tanzania in the Congo. So they speak uh, Swahili. Nakupenda Mungu. I mean, uh, I think that means uh, I love you, Jesus. Or Jesus, I love you. Nakupenda, Nakupenda Mungu, something like that. Something like that in Swahili. Um, if you boys are listening to this, I'm going to send the podcast in the chat. I love y'all, man. But I got to see, I got to see, uh, is it Matthew 18, childlike faith, or Matthew 15? I want to say it's Matthew 18. Yeah. Childlike faith. I've never seen this exercise more in my life. Oh, my gosh. So we have a bunch of inner, bunch of inner city kids. You feel me? Some from the hood, you know, some, you know what I mean? You're talking about uh, uh, kids who are just, are probably are not used to just worship in general, in a certain way, in a certain way of worship. All we had was a speaker, Ross. We had a speaker. And we just put it, we put it, we put it, a Bluetooth speaker, and we just put it in the center of all of us. And we started singing. That's all, that's it. That's all we did. The first two days, the first two days, nothing. Nothing. They're like, bro, this is stupid. Bro, this is, you know what I mean? This is so, this is, this is so dumb, bro. This is so, like, these songs are slow, bro. This, this isn't the banging metal gang bang songs that I listen to on the, on, you know what I mean? This is not the music I listen to, bro. Like, this is so, like, just, you see them giving each other side eyes, laughing, like, bro, this, this music is so dumb, bro. It's so slow. Like, this, you know what I mean? Like, you see it. You can only imagine what the, what they go, what they go from listening to. Now they're listening to slow worship music, right? Yeah. First two days, Man, this is stupid. It started the third day. They start singing the song. They're like, oh, this song's stuck in my head. You know, I'm like, good. Yeah, I look at him and I'm like, good. There you go. Good. The song is stuck in your head. We hear him singing it in, in the breakfast line. Nothing else will do. I just want you. Nothing. Else. And they're like, they're singing it to each other in the restroom. I, 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 I got to make sure they go wash their hands. They're like, nothing else. Nothing else will do. I just, you know what I mean? Like, they're singing it. It, yeah. it's, it, it, they're, they're, they're hiding it in their heart. They're hiding it in their heart, right? You know, I think it was, uh, I forget what the verse was, like Psalms 119.11 says, I've hidden your word inside me so I may not sin against you. You know, you, you can hide the word with, the, with song in your heart. You know what I mean? That was a verse that we kept. I don't know if that was exactly the verse, but like that was a verse that we went over. You know, you, when you hide yeah, it yeah. in your heart, you know, so we may not sin against you, you, you have it as, a, as your arsenal with you. And by the third day, third day, we worship again. He takes the speaker again, sits it in the middle. No complaining this time. We were all just sitting around. No one was like, oh, not again. But we start singing, and they start singing along. Everyone starts singing along. They're like, whatever, we're here. We might as well just start singing along. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we're talking childlike faith here. Yeah. Like, childlike, like, what, what my dad says goes, because why? Because I listen to my dad. You know what I mean? And so we're singing, we're singing, we're, we're, we're you know, and then you just see... His name's Big O. I love Big O. Big O was like sort of like a uh, he was sort of like the 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 leader of the group kind of. He was the most like confident, most outspoken, most athletic one there. And he you just see him. He goes and he asks for prayer, and that just like set a tr- like everyone just got super vulnerable. Everyone got like super. They're crying. They're 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 they're, they're singing the songs. They're they're opening their hands on their knees. Like now their hands are we're down on their knees. Now they're facing up towards the sky. Just like little stuff like that. Just walking around giving each other hugs asking for prayer, praying for others. And we're like, this is a group of kids that probably haven't seen anything like this in a long time, mm-hmm. if ever. And in the corner, um, in the corner, we got Yashua and uh, Yashua and Duty. And um, they're from, uh, they're from Tanzania. And, um, um, oh no, no, sorry. They're from the Congo, I believe. Um, and they start crying, but it was a different type of cry. Like, you know, there's a cry, like a worship cry. And then there's a cry like of of hurt, 
of hurt and of pain. And you, you, it was a different cry. You can just, you just knew something was in your spirit. You just knew. And they were crying and, and it was just like, like they were being delivered. Like they were prying away from something. Right. And a few of us were praying for him, talking to him. And then at the end we were going around, we were like, what did, you know, what did God free you from? What did God free you from? And they could not, like they were crying the entire time. I'm talking 15 minutes after worship, they were crying. And they were just like, <laughs> and it, Coach, Coach Jay was like, what did God free you from? And they were like, God freed us from the Congo. And they were like, and we were like, what would you say? Like the Congo. And their, their mom was a witch. They're talking like witchcraft, like mm-hmm. daily. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you see, you see, like like they were freed from that. You know, they were like, God freed me from witchcraft, from the Congo, which I experienced, which I seen, which I lived. And, you know, and that, and you know, what we're talking, we're talking about deliverance is that it's gonna be a battle, and it might it, it it might not be satisfying to you, it might not feel good, you might not know, but if you sing, you pray without ceasing, you hide. Lord's word in your heart, you know, you let, uh, what is it? Uh, you, you let, you let, uh, uh, and, and James, you talk about, you let, um, steadfastness have its full effect, right? Talks about that in James, yeah, yeah. James chapter one, verse two to three, you let steadfastness have its full effect so that you can become perfect, lacking nothing, right? You know, if you to look at it from day one to day three of, of, of constant prayer, of constant worship, it begins to break down something in you. It begins to break it down. You know what I mean? I think we get so caught up in this, in, 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 in the Disney movie delivered on site, which can absolutely happen. That yeah. can absolutely happen. I'm yeah. not saying it can't, yeah. but I, I'm also saying that it might take a couple of days. It might take a couple of weeks. Well, some things can only be delivered by prayer and fasting. And that's what we're talking about. And it just, it just happened. And you just felt the Holy spirit move. So I've never, the Holy Spirit's never been so, I've never seen the Holy Spirit so evident in my life, like work. Amen. And it was just like, that. it was, and all of a sudden, like, everything we did leading up to that day, us like, well, technically, because I signed up for the camp, forcing them to listen to the worship music and pray and be with each other and talk about our feelings as men, you know, they didn't want to do that. If they would have followed and did what they wanted to do, they would never broke free from witchcraft. That's good. You know, I mean, I, I'm so glad. I, I that's what I love about this podcast. Amen. We, you know, I we get to witness, we get to bear witness. Oh yeah, we gonna rejoice. You know, I'm gonna rejoice always Lord. and pray without ceasing. Like you know what I mean? That's something that's so good. But rejoice. dude, this was good. This is a good. <laughs> He's faithful and mighty. He reigns. I made this song up to another melody. But he is still our king. Love y'all, man. That was so much. Oh, dude. God is so good. Season four. Let's go. Season four. Let's go. We back. We love you guys. Don't forget. Be a fool for Christ's sake.